Welcome to Keeping Business Real, the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cordoff, and in four short years, I've built a thriving online business that supports our family. This podcast offers an honest and very real take on the reality of online business, strategies for growing yours, and all the inspiration to keep you going. I've got no time for BS. I'm all heart and all action. Let's keep it real. Okay, really excited to be here with one of my favorite people in the entire world. And I just messaged her before and I said, Lisa, yes, her name's Lisa too. There's something I want to talk about. Do you reckon we could just jam on this on the podcast? And she's like, surely, so I'm going to be home in a few minutes. Okay, no problem. So here we are. You guys, Lisa Carpenter came into my life in February of 2018 and came in at a time where I was a bit, I was all over the shop. Let's just basically say things in my life had turned completely upside down. We were in Jim Fortin's coaching program and and she just kept saying this stuff. Um, she would just comment on my posts and I was like, who is this woman? Is she some sort of freak? Is she in my head? What is going on here? And I reached out to her one day and she said, Lisa, I'm so glad you reached out. And it turns out that we actually have a lot in common in terms of our personal life. And she came in and she just supported me without any expectation of anything in return. And what happened was I worked out there were ways that I could support her too. And our friendship just blossomed. And now I just like don't even know how we have never hugged in person, but it's a completely online relationship. Uh, And she lives on the absolute opposite side of the world. And I feel privileged to call her a friend. And when you get to hear how she talks, you're going to want her in your corner too. So Lisa Carpenter, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I don't know if I should burst out laughing or start crying. (laughs) I'm trying to like muffle myself while you're talking. I just went through all the feels. (laughs) That's awesome. It's so, it's so true. You know, I, the, I have to stop making friends that are halfway around the world though. I'm like, why are all these like female soulmates of mine so far away? Right. And you're over there in Canada and it's getting cold and it's getting warm over here. So everything's on opposites, but, 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 but we're connected. There is like mirror images of each other. Right. Winter. Right. But we're both Lisa's. Crazy. Both blonde, (laughs) kind of. Kind of. <laughs> uh, okay, so what we wanted to, what I wanted to talk to you today, Lisa, was, and I guess you should probably explain to people. There's a context in which you talk, and I think your business story is really important. And as we've both evolved through 2018, our businesses are are shifting, and and it's so hard to do that. It's so frustrating that we find it difficult to move into what is kind of calling us. It's so messy. We, there's been tears on both sides as we're like, what the hell are we doing right now? Um, But you have been an entrepreneur for a really long time. You've gone through lots of highs and lows. You've had a lot of success. You've had, you've had times where you felt very frustrated and very unseen or um, I guess misunderstood. And you felt like, 
you're kind of clawing through the cobwebs and you're coming back much closer to a place that feels good for you. And it's like a shedding of skin, but we have to experiment as we go. So can you just explain really quickly, and then we'll dive into the question that I wanted to ask you, your kind of your business history, because I think people love hearing the evolution of of where people start and, and then where they are at right now. Sure, no problem. We had climbing through the cobwebs that were spun with barbed wire. <laughs> Um, entrepreneurship. So yeah, I've been an entrepreneur now for almost two decades and it has been like quite the ride. I started out as a personal trainer and I remember, I've told the story before, I remember my dad saying to me, well, at some point you're going to have to get a real job. And that was kind of like, I'm going to show you, right? Like that's really how I did my way through life and business. If somebody told me I couldn't do it, then I would show them that's not really the best way to grow a business, right? It works until it doesn't. So I went from being a personal trainer and then I slowly moved into nutrition and that became my wheelhouse. And then I slowly started building my courses that I taught in studio and I had, you know, a ginormous bricks and mortar studio. Then I decided, well, this is way too much overhead, I'm going to move my business online because it'll be way easier to run. Everybody knows where this is going. So I moved my business online about four years ago. I took my program, which at the time was called EAT, which stands for Education, Action, Transformation. I moved that online into a, an online platform. I immediately you know, took an online course, which then I realized I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so in all the years before being an entrepreneur, I never questioned how to grow a business. Mm. As soon as I moved online, I was like, wow, I don't know what I'm doing because this course says I need an opt-in bar and this, <laughs> this course says I needed this. So that started kind of a year of shiny object syndrome. It actually went longer than a year, taking all the courses, buying all the things, trying to get my course absolutely perfect before I launched it, right? The perfect branding, the, the, all the, let's make it look pretty, mm. which really meant I was just hiding uh, instead of actually putting it out there. That right? Procrasta branding. Oh my gosh. So caught in that. And then I was like, I have this perfect thing. Where are the people? Because when I moved my business online, it never occurred to me that I was starting over. Right. right. Like I was starting a new business. Mm. I was like, I've got this proven thing. It works. I'm just going to put it online and all the people are going to buy. Most people come online, they start their business, they grow their audience, they s sell small things. Mm. I'm like, here I am with my $2,000 course. Where are the people? Mm. Oh, I have to speak to them. I have to build my audience. So, mm. you know, that ended up you know, we carried on with that for a lot of years and marketing. And, you know, I wrote my book. I rebranded a year ago after I realized I had been doing a tremendous amount of coaching behind the scenes that had nothing to do with food and nutrition. Shocking. And uh, I decided that I wanted to step into that in a much bigger way and really support the women that I was supporting, which is, you know, people who, women who are really on the rise, but they're not like they don't matter in their own lives. Their business gets all their attention, their kids, all the other things. And they're kind of, you know, they get the breadcrumbs of their lives. And I was supporting these leaders doing amazing things. But as soon as I rebranded and really stepped into that, 
I then like turtled for <laughs> about six, eight, ten months. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't that I wasn't doing anything, people. Okay, I was still showing up. I was still doing my business, but I kind of kept swimming back to shore mm. because it was safe and it was comfortable instead of really boldly stepping into who I wanted to serve and what I wanted to do. So it's been this process of like, where do I, you know, what do I need to start saying no to? Yes. Huge. Where do I need to let go? Mm-hmm. Where do I need to, you know, take it out behind the barn and shoot it? Um, <laughs> that's very dramatic. <laughs> But it was, it's really been a process of what am I holding on to that's actually not serving me? So my entrepreneurial journey, I mean, I tried to nutshell it as much as possible. Mm. Obviously, there were a ton of ups and downs and sideways in there, a lot of tears and tantrum moments, a lot of face down. I think I'm going to stay down many moments of uh, I'm out, like I just can't do this anymore, which yeah. of course I do. You get back up again because I've realized I'm probably unemployable. I don't think I could get a job. <laughs> you could you'd <laughs> right? get a job, but like, I don't know where, but I'm sure there's a place. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, the new Starbucks barista. <laughs> yeah. I can make a How are you? Really How are you feeling this morning? Would yeah. you like some coaching around that with your coffee? Why do you keep choosing the same thing <laughs> every day? You know, there's a story around that, don't you? Right. Oh, Lisa, they would be would lining imagine? up for you. Yeah. So, okay. So I just, I love you sharing that story. I also love the, the, the fact that you share openly that going online was not the hallelujah moment that I think a lot of people make it out to be, that it's a totally new way of doing business. And what I've seen you do this year is go, hang on a minute. Does this style of business play to my strengths? Does it is this actually where I feel most comfortable, most powerful, most me? And you've been stripping back, stripping back, stripping back, right? And I think I'm going through a similar process, but sort of slightly different because I still want to do like all the things, not necessarily great at the stripping back, uh, but trying to get more into that that feeling of of really being aligned with what my business is and it being you know, just a reflection of me, I guess, as a personal brand, that's kind of important. So what I want to ask you is, and and what I see all the time, and I feel it in me, I've seen it in you, is that we hold on to what we know. We hold, like, we let those those stories or those beliefs, like, we can't even see it for themselves. And we really, we fight, like, I fight for all of the reasons why I couldn't just make a big leap or I couldn't just try this new thing. Why do we do that? Why do we fight for our limitations? We are so hardwired for comfort, Mm. right? Like we're hardwired for comfort. Our brain is literally set up to automate us. Like you do things a couple of times, we automate it. Right. Imagine if you got out of bed every day and you literally had to painstakingly go through every step of your life. It would be exhausting. So these beliefs that we have, which are running on autopilot, I didn't know what beliefs were driving the boat until somebody said, hey, have you looked at this perspective, Lisa? We don't know what beliefs are are driving the boat. 
until we strip those down, we can't really change anything. So change is uncomfortable and we don't like to be uncomfortable. And one of the most challenging things for my clients is to stay in the discomfort of change, Mm. right? So anytime you're flipping a habit or you're trying to establish a new habit or you're giving up something, whether it's, you know, sugar, smoking, alcohol, it doesn't really matter. Your body is literally going to crave those things every single day. And you have to be more committed to the changes that you want than your current habits. But in order to be committed to the things you want, you have to be willing to ride the wave of discomfort. You have to let go of what's comfortable. So people are like, well, why would I, I don't even want this habit. It's a bad habit. Or, you know, I don't want this belief, but it's comfortable and it's familiar. Mm -hmm. So it's easy. So our suffering becomes our default. The struggle becomes the default because it's easy. And like, as you were like, seriously, you guys, like this is what happens every single time I speak to Lisa is I get this kind of light bulb moment. We'll just be having a conversation about anything and I'll be like, what did you just say? <laughs> but the, like, the discomfort of growth, the discomfort of what is outside the comfort zone, I feel like there's there's a moment where it's thrilling because it's an idea mm-hmm. and then and then comes the full crazy messy grossness where you're actually like am i really going to do this thing am i going to do this? who am i to be doing Ugh. and you you say to ride through that discomfort are you saying that we just have to want what's on the other side so much or we need to have a clear picture of what that is in order to be able to ride the discomfort like I'm looking for a how-to here. Because, I know you are. And and I know you can't give it to me really. <laughs> but the, but it's it's that it's that like if our brains are wired to pull us right back in, to pull us back to where it's safe. Is it is it having a crew around you to just keep you moving forward? Is it to you know Carly who I used to do a business podcast with, one of my greatest friends, she says move faster than your self-doubt. Like just, 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 just be one step ahead of yourself down because it will pull you back. But it's like, how do we, how do we, how do we do this thing? I'm a big believer in surrounding yourself with people because Uh like you said, when we're in the jar, we can't see the label, Mm. right? When we're inside Mm. our jar, we can't see the late, we can't see the label, So when I rebranded a year ago and I was so like grounded in my new branding, like this is, I was, I have never been more proud of my branding stuff and my copy. I was like, this is me. And three weeks later, I was like, I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I was literally like, I don't get this tagline (laughs) because I went into so much resistance and my coach jokes with me because she's like, you know, resistance, Lisa, you just have to be with it because if we fight it, we create more resistance. Mm. We, the belief that we can be somewhere that we're not is flawed because if we could be somewhere else, we'd be there. Mm. So it's riding the turbulent wave and knowing that I was in resistance, 
right? I was aware that I was in resistance and no amount of, even with people around me, making it clear to me that I was in resistance, I wasn't going to move until I was ready to move. Mm -hmm. So I was aware of it and I wasn't ready to move. So there really isn't a how-to. Every single person is different. Some people will just put their head down and push through. Yeah. After years of putting my head down and pushing through, that's actually what led to major burnout. Mm -hmm. So now I honor my process. I honor what I'm feeling. I may not like it. I try and honor it. And I don't push through. I push when I'm feeling pulled. Mm -hmm. I let the resistance be there, right? Push when you're feeling pulled instead of push to push. Um, I let the resistance be there. I don't let it overtake me. It doesn't mean that I curl up in the fetal position and do nothing. Right. I didn't do that for 10 months. I was still showing up, but it was, it was allowing myself to evolve at the pace I was meant to. And I had to go through all of that so I could get to the point where I was literally ready to let things go so that I was ready to raise my hand and say, like, I need to not be in this community anymore. This isn't aligning with me, not because they're wrong or bad, but I have to listen to myself. Like there were major lessons for me to learn letting go of a community that I'd held near and dear. Like they helped grow my business. Mm -hmm. Who am I to say like, sorry guys, I'm not for you anymore. Right. That took a lot of like, there were, there were reasons why the resistance was there. And if I had forced through them, I would have robbed myself of the experience and the journey of being an entrepreneur and growing. Mm. Right. There's, um, I don't know if you know this about butterflies, but, you know, caterpillars go into the chrysalis to transform. Yeah. If you try and help them break them out of that chrysalis before they're ready, they will die. They need to fight their way out in order to be strong and in order to survive. So I think if we just stop judging the resistance as being bad and allow it to be part of the process and surround yourself by people who really have your back and genuinely care, you will get through the other side and you're going to learn exactly what you need to learn. So as much as that saying you're exactly where you need to be makes me want to like punch people in the face when they (laughs) say it to me, because when you're in it, you want somebody to just say like, right, I'll fix you. Right. It's the truth. Mm. Like, it's the truth. Yeah. And I just, yeah, there was, there, there's my moment. There's the thing from this conversation that I'll never forget. And sometimes we do need those visuals. Some, what, what I have, have definitely learned is that when you are, when you are pushing or when you're trying to birth something before it's ready, it's just, it's so frustrating when it's just not coming. Like I've felt this whole year that there's something else coming. It's like I'm graduating primary school and I am ready for high school, but I don't know which school I'm going to or which subjects I'm going to like when I get there, but I just have this feeling that that's what's happening. (laughs) And I want to fast track it. Like I'm an action taker. Let's just do this thing. Like if I just know what it is, then I can do the do, but it's just, it hasn't been like that at all. And sometimes I think the, 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 the more we're growing or the, the more like being called to serve at a higher level or, uh, you know, the, the letting go requires a, a depth or it requires a process and we can only move through that 
in our own sweet time. And Jim always says, like, you can't hurry nature. You can't make that flower come, like, bloom before it's ready. And now I'll think about butterflies as well. Like, this is actually helping make me stronger. It's helping make the end thing worthwhile. So I think this is such a valuable conversation to have because I think the road of of entrepreneurship is one where we're basically just coming up against this kind of thing all the time. Yeah. Now, does anyone really ever get it fully, totally sorted? Isn't it in our DNA to always be thinking about the next thing or getting the good ideas or like we rely on ourselves as the source of our own power, as the source of our, our business, really? So it's just like we're constantly coming up against ourselves. And now I know like when I find myself in that place where it's feeling shadowed or it's feeling uh, murky, I just need to kind of let myself be there and work it out for what it is because no one else has the answer for me. It's only inside me. But there's definitely things that I do to help myself just kind of feel groovy in that time. And often it is, it's talking it out. Talking it out. And I think that often, because most entrepreneurs are really pushing, they don't, they're not in tune with how they're feeling. So this is a lot of people I work with, right? They work from the neck up. They don't actually, they don't know what they're feeling. Mm. So they just push more because they're trying to get away. They know they don't feel good and they just want to get away from it. So they push more. And one of the fastest ways to move through resistance, if you want a how-to, when I say fast, it's not like, you know, you go out, you do this thing, you come back and you're all good. You high five and carry on. It's not like that, but it's saying like, what do I need to do today to feel good? So I know I'm in resistance. I'm not feeling good. I'm not where I want to be. So I'm going to put everything down and I'm going to go have some fun or I'm going to go enjoy myself or I'm going to take a bath in the middle of the day or I'm going to go read my book or I'm going to take a nap. So it's literally getting away from work, allowing yourself to be in a fun, playful, creative space. Enjoy nature, like tune back in to whatever wants to come through you. Because again, whatever you focus on is going to expand. So if you're sitting there focused on how bad you feel and how much resistance you're in and you want to do this thing and you're beating yourself up and shooting all over yourself, you're just going to create more of that. But we want to believe that if we focus on it, we'll figure it out. But there's nothing to figure out, right? It's kind of like the, if you use the analogy of swimming upstream against the current, Or you could flip on your back and float and let the current take you. If you really need to go upstream, there's many more options than swimming up the middle of the stream. Go sit on the shore, walk, get a ride, get a boat. We We have to get away from the problem in order to have the other creative solutions show up, in my opinion. Or we can, or we can just have a tantrum down by the beach and cry. That's very fun. Swim, cry while you're swimming, get bitten by a shark while you're swimming upstream, you know, just make it messy for myself. I used to make it so hard on myself. It was literally like I was trying to swim upstream with cement shoes on. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Instead of just saying, you know what, I surrender. And surrender isn't about giving up. Surrender is about handing it over and saying, I don't know. 
And I'm not going to be the one that figures this out, but it's going to come through me when I let go. Whether you believe in God, the universe, whatever your thing is. Mm. But so often we think if we give into it, we're giving up, but we're not. We're just handing it over and allowing what we need to have happen, what answers we need to find to come through us. <sighs> Lisa Carpenter. Right? I could talk or to you pretty much all day. Like we could just jam on this the jam whole time. stuff right so <laughs> one day we it's won't actually see each other in in person we'll just be like how did 48 hours just disappear so yeah. we started off talking about why people fight for their limitations mm-hmm. we ended up talking about surrendering and just allowing what is to just be this is kind of the way our conversations go is we start somewhere and we we'll right. We we'll go where we need to go. Right. So that just went there. And I know that there's going to be people who will be thinking, who is this Lisa Carpenter person? And I think I need to follow her because she makes so much sense. And I feel like I need permission, you know, because that's the other thing. It's like, oh my gosh, she says it's okay for me to just let go. I'm just going to let go, even although we can be the only, we can only be the ones to give ourselves permission. So where can people, where can people find you? The best place to creep on me, if you want to creep on me, is over on Instagram, usually on Instagram stories. I'm not even a consistent poster on Instagram. I'm like the most inconsistent social media person ever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Um, Instagram stories is really the best place to creep on me. And of course, you can always head over to my website at lisacarpenter.ca. If you're interested in working with me, fill out an application. And how do you, so now that you're, now that you've risen into your mm. own feeling goodness stuff, yes. how are you working with people? So this was this was part of the hard letting go, was letting go of, I'm not going to have a group program. I'm not going to do any launches. I'm not interested in social media like I am, but not like I'm, I'm just, ha- I was ready to let go of everything. Because like I said, when I first started building my business, it wasn't complicated. I just went out and did the things. I talked to people, I connected mm. and my business grew. And I made the decision that I was just going back to belly to belly coaching, right? So I basically run a boutique style one-to-one coaching practice where I help women who are on the rise, get out of their own way and matter in their own lives. So it's, helping them make peace with their body. So their physical wellness, helping them make peace with their emotional wellness. And when I, what I mean by that is if they're struggling in relationships with their kids, with their husband, if they're, you know, everything we just talked about around resistance in their business, it's what is really going on. What is really driving them? Why are they in so much resistance? What are those beliefs? I like can expose blind spots, like nobody's business. You might not like me for it. And if people want to fight me on their beliefs, that's their right. But I am not here to stroke anybody's suffering. I'm here for people who are committed to transforming their lives because it'll transform everything, right? You've learned that through our work with with Jim, right? And being able to coach shoulder to shoulder with Jim. It's amazing. Um, yeah, so that's that's really what I do now. That's what I'm standing in because as much as I do love groups and I think intimate masterminds are really, really powerful. We need more belly to belly work because people are so terrified to talk about their stuff. Mm. Most of the women I work with have never talked about this stuff. They can't even admit it to themselves. 
they are so afraid to slow down and actually feel what they've been trying to avoid. Like they're terrified of themselves. They're, I've had clients say to me, I'm terrified of what I'm going to find. Yeah. There's been times when you've left me a message on Voxer and I've been like, don't know if I'm ready to listen. Don't know what she's going to say. Don't know how I'm going to feel on the other side of this. And every single time I am grateful every single time, because do you know what? I don't want to be stuck in thinking the same thoughts, doing the same things. I am ready for, you know, let that sort of Lisa 2.0 and, and, and busting through a lot of the stuff. And, and I just have not been able to see myself clearly. So you kind of have been like a pseudo coach for me dressed up as a, as a, you know, Voxer pal from Canada, but yeah, it's the work is extraordinary, but it is, it is deep and it is really for people. Like you've got to be brave. You've got to be willing to, to see your stuff. And you have to be, you have to be done with the pain. Yeah. Right. Like you, you have to get to the point where you're so sick of your own crap, Mm. right? Mm. Like who wants to live a life that doesn't feel joyful and fulfilling? Who wants to tick all the boxes only to be like, wow, I ticked all the boxes and I still don't feel good. Yeah. Well, you guys go and check out Lisa. Her Insta stories are always entertaining and she's always like coming in and out of the gym and stuff. And I'm like, man, I've just got to put on my runners and go for a walk. (laughs) And I do that because, you know, if I didn't just do them when I was coming out of the gym, they one, they'd never get done. Oh, like I learned a long time ago. If I waited for hair and makeup, nothing's getting done. Mm-hmm. right so I just have to and that's when kind of the information comes through me is when I'm moving I'm highly kinesthetic so going to the gym is for me that's how I connect into myself I have to get into my body right kinesthetic people work through their emotions <laughs> yeah so I gotta be in motion and that yeah. helps me Lisa thank you for spending this time with me I know it's kind of dinner time over there you know, you've just escaped really your, your kids. Exactly. <laughs> now, um, I appreciate you and I can't wait to share this on the podcast and, uh, and I'm sure you'll have a lot of new people following your Instagram stories. Thank you. You truth. are amazing. And I, I appreciate you just being so open and leaning into all the stuff I've had to say and just welcoming me into your life. Well, I kind of like kicked the door and barged in, but <laughs> I didn't really have a choice. I know you didn't have a choice. No, but I think you're going to be my friend. (laughs) But there's gentle and there's and there's honest and there's also people who are just damn good coaches. They can just see, like they just they can see where you're at. They can and but you've never told me what to do. You've just sometimes maybe just shone a light back onto myself, and I was like, wow. How did I not see that that was happening or that those words were coming out of my mouth or that this was my pattern? And, you know, like this whole year, I have been letting go of being responsible for everybody around me. And that has been just massive, so much learning around that and stepping more and more. You know, when you said you just think about what, you know, how to feel good, that is literally my practice. That is literally all I, every single day, I'm just like, what do I need today? What's going to make Lisa feel good? And I trust everything that comes from that place. So yeah, you've, exactly. you've been a big part of helping me get to that. So perfect. And that's the thing. Great coaches. We don't tell our clients what to do. No, there's been no telling. 
we ask big questions and then let you sit in your own soup. And then Great hear, the, hear, the, hear the crying messages that come back. Yeah. <laughs> I have just enjoyed getting to know you so much. So thank you for sharing me with your community. It's been awesome to just hop on and do this with you. Yay, we should do it again soon. If, if anyone has any ideas of things that you would like to ask Lisa Carpenter, you can email me. You can also jump on and leave a review for this podcast uh, on your app of choice. iTunes would be awesome. And let us know what you think and whether you're enjoying it. We love hearing from you. Thanks so much, guys, and I'll see you in the next episode. Well, that is another episode of the Keeping Business Real podcast done and dusted. But make sure that you don't miss out on knowing when I release the next one. Be sure to become a subscriber over on your podcast app of choice and make sure to leave a review. I would love to know what you're thinking of the podcast and what you'd like to hear in the future. Now, the next thing you need to do is head straight to lisacordoff.com. I have an amazing cheat sheet there waiting for you to help you overhaul your marketing mindset. Let's face it, sometimes the selling part of business is the part that feels most icky. I want to help you out and I want to help you grow your business in an authentic way that feels really, really good to you. lisacordoff.com for your free cheat sheet. And I'll see you in the next episode.